The Long-Riding Multiple Awards Schedules Program, or MAS, at the General Services Administration is about to undergo one of the biggest changes in its history. It'll still be multiple awards, but the 58 schedules will collapse into one. Last week, GSA announced Phase 2 in that transformation. And with what that means for contractors, we turn to federal marketing and sales consultant Larry Allen. And they've warned this for a long time. Phase 2, from what I can tell, Larry is you have to go over all of your contracts that you as a vendor have on the schedules and realign the terms and conditions? That's exactly right, Tom. And if you're a contractor on the GSA Schedules Program, you may have multiple contracts that have different terms and conditions from each other, and the unified solicitation, the modification that GSA just sent you recently is going to have different terms and conditions from what you from any of those still. So uh, that's one reason why GSA is giving contractors double the time, 180 days, to respond to this modification. That should be an indication to contractors that there could be some serious disruption to the terms and conditions that they're currently used to selling through, and they need to fully understand what GSA is asking them to sign up to now Uh, for the streamlined package and take their time to make sure that they don't sign something they don't fully understand. And if there are process requirements that have to change internally, that you initiate the action to make sure those changes take place. And I thought mass modification was something that happened when a new priest came to the parish. Now, (laughs) A little holy water would probably not hurt here at all. (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess my question is, When it comes to terms and conditions, and you've got these 58 existing schedules with every conceivable product on them and quite a number of services, how widely do terms and conditions vary? And will some groups, some vendors have a lot of work to do on page by page of their 85-page contracts? Tom, the short answer is they do vary, and they do vary widely. Uh, One of the things that GSA is doing during this consolidation process is cleaning up a lot of obsolete clauses that had found their way into contracts uh, for a variety of reasons. So uh, you could have obsolete uh, clauses side-by-side with good clauses in your current contract. All those obsolete clauses are now going away, uh, and you're going to be left with updated current stuff, which sounds pretty good, right? And on an overall basis, it is. However, contractors negotiate for specialized terms and conditions, Tom. They don't want, or in some cases can't, sign up for all of the rules and regulations that GSA asks them to on a schedule solicitation. So they carve out and negotiate different terms that they can live with, and then in turn the contractor goes and sets up internal processes to comply with the contract terms that they negotiated. That's where a real challenge is going to come in now on the schedule consolidation process, those specialized processes that are governed by the unique terms uh, either could change or, more likely, contractors are going to want to push back with their GSA contracting officers and say, hey, we can sign up for these things here, but the problem is these other clauses over here, they're going to cause us some real heartburn and cause us to incur some extra expense, uh, potentially jeopardize our ability to 
uh, stay compliant with our contract, which hurts both you and us. So let's talk about that. And that's one of the reasons why we have 180 days to go through this. It's not that the contract terms themselves are dramatically different, although in some cases they are. It's that uh, contractors are going to need time to understand what this means. And there's going to be, I think, plenty of negotiations about what stays in and what goes out ultimately in some companies' contracts. So it sounds like it's going to be more a matter of companies having clauses from a much smaller and more definitized menu than it is of everybody having precisely the same terms and conditions. Well, that's the idea is that everybody's going to be singing off the same song sheet. That's one of the things that Schedules Consolidation is about. Uh, and I think, generally speaking, we will have that uh, more consolidation now than uh, we have had in the past. However, I would hope also that GSA and its contracting officers would be sensitive to the fact that there is no such thing as a monolithic industry. Uh, companies are different even within industry segments, Tom. They go to market differently. They're set up differently from an administrative standpoint. GSA is going to continue to need to realize that those companies uh, are going to require and have to have uh, special uh, terms and conditions for them uh, so that GSA still is ensure that companies are going to deal with their federal customers fairly, but uh, that in some cases, you know, contractors, you know, not one size does not fit all in contract compliance. Well, somehow the lawyers always seem to make out real well in these things. We're speaking with Larry Allen, federal sales and marketing consultant. And you're also commenting this week on a somewhat odd memo from the Office of Management and Budget seeking comments on how to reform or streamline procurement, which, like everything else that's been going on in the world, they're asking that now. Well, that's kind of what my thought was, Tom. Look, put me down in a column firmly in favor of streamlining government acquisition. I've spent nearly 30 years of my professional career in favor of streamlining government acquisition, particularly commercial item acquisition, and, and uh, worked both legislatively and regulatorily for that. However, the timing of this recent OMB memo strikes me as a bit odd. Here we are uh, well into the third year of a four-year presidency looking right at an election. Um, we've had a number of management initiatives from this administration's OMB that have had sometimes solitary impact on government acquisition, so that's a good thing. But at the same time, we're seeing a slew of new rules come out on uh, cyber maturity model certification, on uh, uh, sensitive covered IT and telecommunications, on secure supply chains, just to name three new initiatives that are going to cost contractors some serious money and some serious extra layers of uh, administration in order to comply with those rules. So uh, both the, 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 the timing of the issuance of this memo struck me as odd for both of those reasons. It's late, and it also comes at a time when the pendulum seems to have swung back towards requiring contractors to sign up to more things in order to sell to the government. Well, if they're looking to streamline, they could always just read the Section 809 panel report, which was DOD-oriented, but a whole lot of that can apply across government. Well, the point that you make, Tom, is an excellent one. And look, Section 809 recommendations are still fresh. They're only a year or so old. Things have not changed. Uh, Similarly, industry groups are never shy about sharing 
their ideas for reform uh, for government acquisition, and even inside government. You know, this whole schedules modification issue that we've been talking about, that in of itself is a government-initiated project to streamline acquisition. So it's not like this is static. Uh, it kind of makes me wonder whether or not OMB fully understood that there are lots of things happening in the acquisition marketplace right now and that uh, asking for people to stop and offer their ideas, you know, there are already a lot of ideas out there. I suspect there are plenty of things in their inbox currently that they could read that would get them uh, the data and suggestions they're seeking here. All right, OMB, wake up and smell the coffee. Larry Allen is a federal sales and marketing consultant now with BDO. Thanks so much. Tom, I appreciate it, and I wish your listeners happy selling. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at Grifflesplasma.com.